They're trying to tell us something. <laughs> you can hear the they pain. They figured out the formula for hear chaos. the pain in his fingers. When the clock strikes half past eight, babe, time to head for Chris's house. Hey. Will the sun make it to the next round? Pot of thunder. <laughs> let's pot tonight. Come on, baby, let's pot tonight. Woo! Woo! Band's cooking tonight. Put your hands together for Doc Gibbs and the Emerald Live Band. Is, is okay. Doc Gibbs still out there? He's here. We mean, I mean, I mean, it, out there elsewhere. Yeah, probably. Right? Is he? Is he still in the public eye? Hey, Google. <laughs> Doc Gibbs still look, kicking. I gotta look it up. Now. He's probably just performing in clubs in New Orleans, right? That's in, in here. In here, yeah. Every week he comes. He flies up with the band. They're just off camera performing. Thank you, guys. Oh, you guys sound great. Love it. Leonard Gibbs Jr. passed away. What are you talking about? <laughs> Who's this guy? Doc Gibbs, American percussionist. Who's in Chris's house? He, when did he die? When did Doc die? September of 2021. Mm, not that so, long ago. So okay. who is this guy? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Chris has a buddy in here. Snuck in. Said he's Doc Gibbs sleeping <laughs> on the couch. All right. Well, welcome to Pot of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting brought to you by Blue Microphones. They look great. They sound even better. I saw they got some new product out. We might have to hit up our rep. Really? What yeah. kind of product? Uh, they have more like a broadcast-style microphone instead of a, uh, what is this, a condenser? What's more the like difference? A, I don't know. It just looks different, probably. You're one of those, like, oval bullet-looking things? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Can't sell the same old thing, huh? No. Got to change it up. Yep. I'm sure it's what more people are using anyway, right? Everyone's... Running a studio out of their house. Yeah, they are. Everyone's so. a content creator these mm-hmm. days. That and pansexuals. <laughs> Everyone is. Everybody <laughs> is. Yeah. Well, I'm, when, I'm a when pan you, content when creator. When you can fuck anyone, everyone becomes a pansexual. I guess so, point. right? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. But if you create every kind of content possible, you're a pan content. Pan, pan creator? Something. Hmm. Pancreaster. Pancreas. Pancreatic. Yeah. Well, anyway, okay, welcome to the show. You know me. And he eats his dinner at the Monster Pizza (laughs) Even though it's the worst one in America. It's a absolutely accurate but odd thing to notice and sing in a song. <laughs> well, you but, know, we, we have to uh, we have to no we have to notice these things to come up with these theme songs <laughs> to make them interesting. You know, occasionally we'll 
we'll resort back to the tried and true things but you know we, we have to look for mm-hmm. for different things to uh bring to light mm-hmm. how interesting uh the song that mentions mentions pizza hut is in a episode where the word pan is mentioned mm. many times already there that's you true. go that's true man what a time to be alive <laughs> that's one of the worst songs ever by the way the original nothing compares yeah it's really ter- uh, so bad you really? mean the Prince version or I just Sinead's mean, well, I mean the, the song. Yeah. On paper. The oh, written on paper, possibly the recorded, whatever. Possibly the most overrated song and performance of all time. Mm. And and when all these bands now are paying tribute to her, that's the only song they do. They don't do anything else from her catalog. Are they posting, like, I don't know who, Blabbermouth or whatever? Yeah, Living Color did one recently. I'm pretty sure the Foo Fighters did one, and they, did, they all do nothing compares to you. What did Corey Taylor do? I'd like to know how he feels about Sinead's <laughs> passing. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure. His opinion... Uh, yeah, will be made public if it hasn't already. Unbelievably bad song. While while just listening to it, you know, researching it a little bit. Really, one of the least exciting musical recordings, compositions, whatever. Hmm. Are you speaking sp- specifically now about Sinead's version? Uh, well, or? yeah. I mean, that's that's the version I know, but right. it's it, just the song itself, just so boring. Hmm. I totally agree. I'm just if we just understanding what we're focusing. Oh on. yeah, I mean, if, I I didn't go look up any sort of like Paisley Park uh, right. demo or anything like that. But yeah, but I, yes, Sinead O'Connor's version of that song is probably the most overrated performance in the history of music. <laughs> it's like, what's so great about so this it? Is there's, not, nothing to say, there's nothing uh, that stands out about it. I guess I mean, this is not exactly a tribute, I guess. Well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the idea for the Andy theme obviously came yeah. because of the, the, the timeliness <laughs> of it. But, uh, you know, the it worst, made for a good parody. The worst one in America. <laughs> Well, well it has to be. Is it? I don't know. They're all bad. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going around the country collecting Pizza Hut experiences, but I've probably been to, I don't know, geez, maybe four or five within a 60-mile radius. They're all terrible as far as uh, being kept up by management. Oh, yeah. No one's putting any money into uh, remodeling (laughs) a Pizza Hut. COVID did a number on pizza hut which already something else had done a number on before that i have a feeling Hmm. well what was it i don't know yeah i'm just saying it it had already become less and less uh exceptional well (laughs) there are just simply too many fucking restaurants in existence i mean there's just not enough people to staff all these places uh sufficiently and give a, a love quality level of service it's just impossible yeah i just think pizza hut's problem specifically talking about the monster one but i'm sure this is relevant to everyone with a pizza hut it just seems like uh over the years they haven't done any um remodel it's dirty you don't want to sit in a dirty restaurant with ripped booths no absolutely not i mean it's the same and do they even do furniture and decor from 30 years ago they've done nothing it's just deteriorating 
Do they do the buffet anymore at any any Pizza so. Huts, or do they just have the buffet there? <laughs> they just can't get it through the door. <laughs> it's just it's like you, <laughs> yeah. you you built a boat inside of your bedroom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they exactly. Can't get it out. A, they just put <laughs> turned into a planter of some sort. Yeah. yeah. They put um, like a not. vinyl sheet over it. Yeah, it's falling apart. There's stuff on Fucking it. Eyesore. Stuff it's stacked just, on it. No cell plates on it. it. It's a junk drawer. It's a Crayons public and, junk drawer. Crayons and kids coloring pages. Yeah. They put that Terrible. on there. Yeah. Embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Andy eats his dinner there quite like frequently. The worst one in America. Probably three, four times a week. God. <laughs> Rewards that with his money. Man. If I had he's money, getting, I would buy some. that Pizza Hut and turn things around. <laughs> That'd be that's my that would be my way of giving back to the community. That'd be no, cool. that would be your way of flushing that money down the toilet because <laughs> there's no coming back from that place. No, you don't think well, you so. hear you hear stories of someone buys a franchise mm-hmm. and just completely uh, micromanages it to the point where it's the food is way better than any i've heard i've heard it's possible yeah yeah but but i think you have to work within the there's certain boundaries there there are but you can you can definitely put your stamp on it and and, and impart some uh standards in terms of quality but Mm -hmm. uh, i think andy should do it i think i should do it it's got to happen i read something it could be rumors that they want to take that pizza hut the uh owner and they want to turn it into carry out only remodel it get rid of everything that's not going to happen on my watch <laughs> i'm going to chain myself to that buffet <laughs> when they're trying to remove it andy's going to get arrested andy and james cromwell will be out there <laughs> handcuffed <laughs> this will be right up there with andy's uh investment in cannabis stocks you know i researched that i made thirty four hundred dollars on that why didn't you stick with it you just cashed out. I, I cashed think. out. Afro man bought him out. Afro probably. man bought me out. Yeah, and then uh, I got in that uh, crypto game when everybody did. Oh god! I probably lost about eight hundred on that. Yeah, well, and that was enough for me. I'm done. Well, you came but, out but, ahead, but yet he wants to buy the Pizza <laughs> Hut down the street, which is a fucking cesspool. Got and my he thinks eye he's going to bring it back. Yeah, got my eye on it. <laughs> I can't imagine they're going to really haggle you too much to get rid of it. I think I would be so glad to get rid of it if anybody wants it. Please take my Pizza Hut. (laughs) (laughs) Please, mister. (laughs) He'd be on his knees begging me to take his Pizza Hut from him. I say you do it. I think I'm going to do it. All right. I found my calling. Turning, flipping Pizza Huts. We'll be doing an HGTV show. We'll be doing live recordings, live shows there on Thursday nights. The ribbon cuttings of Pizza Huts. (laughs) Around the region. With a plastic scissors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, last time I went there, they had plastic uh, flatware in a little, uh, like a paper towel, not even a nice napkin, not a Pizza Hut napkin. So like a fucking bounty off of a, Yes, off of a uh, roll. I was gonna, I, just wrapped and then scotch taped uh, around plastic. I was thinking it was like a brown out of the out of the bathroom that would be nicer a, a brown oh. Uh, oh. piece or of, just uh, just 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 go straight down the toilet literally and just wrap it in toilet paper <laughs> it's not too far off just 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 go there and get it over with because you know that's where you're headed every employee baked out of their minds yeah wearing hoodies not wearing anything that even resembles a uniform no, no name tag and then you can tell the one guy there's always every time you go to a pizza hut 
there's the one consistent guy. You know, that's the guy who's running it. Yeah, he's the. And then it's different people aside from him every single. I think that guy died. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a weekend at Bernie's kind of thing. Every that guy died (laughs) within the last couple of years, apparently. Yeah, they're just pretending to, you know. Oh yeah, he's here. He's just uh, busy. He'll call you back later. He's dead in the freezer. He's dead. We're going to find out about He's that. He's been dead. Jeez. What <laughs> happened? We didn't even start the show yet. Oh, this is dark. Oh, my gosh. Nick! Nick! Oh. Get over here. Here he comes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, dancing his way across the podcast studio. Oh, his, hat, his cap would be glad for a couple of us. Yes. Yeah. Nick's cap would be glad for a copper or two. And he got it. Put a penny in the old man's hat. Mm-hmm. Nick is a beggar dancing for your money every week. Nick's a Nick's an exotic dancer, basically. I guess that would be exotic. That that feather on the hat would mm-hmm. make it gives it a little exotic well, you flavor. Could, you could just say exotic about something that's um out of your current culture, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you're I an exotic guy. Some some ethnic twist to it. Sure. He's carrying a hatchet around, you know. <laughs> Time to update your LinkedIn. Exotic dancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who would have thought? It was going that way. <laughs> it was obvious. That'll be an everyone. attraction at Pizza Hut. Just <laughs> add exotic dancing to the mix of uh, offerings over there. Why not? They need to do something. You don't even have to deliver. Just, I mean, not pizza. That that you'll have to do. You don't have to deliver on on whatever you're putting on the marquee here. Yeah, just say, oh, it's it's happening tomorrow. (laughs) Say that every day. You got to come back for the exotic dance. No, tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, did they tell you today? It's tomorrow. I was in here yesterday and you told me tomorrow. It's still tomorrow. (laughs) That still applies, sir. I can't help you. Oh, man. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, immediately to Nick's left. You want him. We got him. I can have it every day. Yeah, yeah. I can have it. Get out of my way. Yeah. Your hands together for the breakout star of the podcast medium. It is Pot of Thunder. We're here. We're ready. Episode 523. Oh, man. I was looking at the notes ahead of time. Good stuff. Can't wait. Can't wait to get I, into I, it. I think we used them up already. Can't, can't we? Oh, yeah. Was that it? The it was pizza, just pizza Hut. It just talk? said Pizza Hut. Oh. <laughs> pizza Hut slash exotic dance. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're Pan done. Pansexuals got tacked on right at the end. <clears throat> So we didn't have time to prepare for that one. Personal pan pizza. That'd be awesome if that was their uh, slogan. What? I'm a pansexual for pan pizza. Why, Why not, not at right? this point? I mean, how far off is that from fish? Yeah. <laughs> Just we're a couple it's of years away. We're, I'm going to say 2025 we can get away with I'm a pansexual at Pizza Hut on the box. I mean, that would include being... A, Turned on by a, a, a deep, dish, deep dish pizza, right? I mean, yeah, as they say, sex sells. Mm-hmm. Throw it out there. It's going to say the hut fucks on the box. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming. That's, at Andy's, at least. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Well, and of course, then you could revert back to calling it what we used to call it in college, pizza slot. Oh, yeah. I remember that, too. Which is a no-brainer. Yeah. That was around here as well. They should hire us to do marketing (laughs) for that place. We we could elevate it that way without having to own it. That's true. We should go over there tomorrow and just (laughs) offer up our services. I have ideas. I got so many ideas. First of all. The hut. <laughs> just put it on a shirt and yeah. walk in there. <laughs> and just start helping people. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just start working. <laughs> Nobody would stop yeah, you. No. Get, well, if you walked, if people walked in and it said, you know, wait to be seated on the sign and you just walked up and sat there. Who would say? No one's going to be like, yeah, hey, do you don't work do here? that. Start running people's credit cards, <laughs> going in the register, <laughs> taking deliveries at the back. <laughs> Nobody would care. No, you can. The workers would be glad yeah. to have extra help. Yeah, they'd be, you know, they'd, it, it would be a few weeks before anybody really stopped and thought about it. I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah, you ask people when? When am I on the schedule tomorrow? <laughs> I don't know, man. Just come in. in Same the morning. as today, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll just be in it. I'll I'll open tomorrow. Give me the keys. <laughs> yeah, I'll open. <laughs> I'm going to commandeer a pizza. Oh, we, we never lock yeah. it anyway. <laughs> That's probably true. Oh, you got that bank deposit? I'll handle that. <laughs> Thank you. Give me that pouch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, <laughs> I see some foil here. Andy in a Brinks uh, outfit. <laughs> Man, I had to do that before. Not Brinks, but uh, deliver money to a bank. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned that. That's, like, that's pretty risky mm-hmm, for wow. everyone involved. It's nerve-wracking a little bit. It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, look at this. We've oh, got foil. Right. I'm hungry. Let's roll it. Who wants to eat dainties? Who wants to eat baked treats with me? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> open it. Chris has his open. What do you see, Chris? Uh, the the <laughs> the sure side of quality, whether it's baked treat or turd, <laughs> visible moisture on the top. <laughs> Just struck by that immediately. Yeah, mm. there it is. Then there's like there's like turd. little like speckles. granules, speckles. Yeah. Okay. Sounds right. What yes. do you got here? Dude? Yeah, it's, teach uh, us. All right, so we had a, like a, a lemon thing last week. Lemon party? No, just the, oh, the, 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 the treat last <laughs> week. What was a lemon party? <laughs> Actually, don't answer that. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know about your fucking lemon party. <laughs> please, please don't Google it. No yeah. one, no one Google it. No. Andy's invitation to my lemon party was lost in the mail. Oh. Sorry. Uh, that's gonna have to be co- we're gonna have to turn that to something no, a lemon, lemon party it already is along the oh, lines it? of yeah it's a thing oh goodness it is yeah uh, what is it I, we don't I got a, we got one big laugh from Michael <laughs> Michael Lubatti well, lemon party and there's five laughing faces with tears it's like uh, uh, we don't need to know yeah okay <laughs> I, no I wanna know it's, 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 it's actually a thing what is it it's a uh, I wanna read it to you because I feel like it's going to be worded perfectly on uh, Urban, like Urban Dictionary. Dictionary. Yeah, so I'm going to read it exactly. There you go. That way it's also not coming from me in case I uh, add some, z- add some zest to it. <laughs> right. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of zest, more on that in a moment. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, okay, here we go. Uh, a It says, A, old man gay orgy. There you go. <laughs> okay. That old man uh, suck. Oh, never mind. Yeah, easy. A, a old man gay orgy. Did not, never knew about that term. So here we, there we go. There well, we, go. we got it out orgy. there. <laughs> Welcome back to 2009. Woo. All right. So Nick. Well. Take over. What do we yeah, got here? Something talking. decidedly better than a <laughs> well, lemon party here. I, I mean, maybe depends it, on your perspective, yeah. really. Could be much uh, worse. Uh, so we have we have a lemon. It's it, it's referred to as a lemon brownie. There's nothing. It's chocolate mm. or anything like that. But it's a it's a lemon brownie. Um, and while I was putting it together, I thought I got to do something a little different. So I looked up uh, what's in a hot toddy. With mm. the, you know, you got your hot, hot and you water. got your toddy. You got your toddy. You got your <laughs> That's lemon. That's the name. You got your mm. lemon. Your whiskey. So I used uh, vanilla. Was a bourbon vanilla. I figure that's a that's a whiskey that counts. Mm. So we got the lemon and then uh, some ginger and some cinnamon. So I <clears throat> threw a little bit of that in there. And then there's those speckles that you see in there. Those granules. Those are uh, I bought some dried lemon peel for <laughs> used to for use of in cases of lemon zest because I didn't want to buy a lemon and grate the peel every time. Okay. So, I, so I bought a bought like a something. shaker of lemon well, it's peel. It's like it's like in a bag. Yeah, I yeah. Bag of lemon peel. Bag of lemon peel. Is already grated or whatever. Yeah, brown? yeah. I didn't have to do anything. Where's that it. available? Your preferred Walt or do you have I just to go got to it whole... at Amazon? I, oh, Amazon. I don't. I don't know anywhere that would have that necessarily. You don't think whole paycheck would have it? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what people call it? That's you good. go there. You spend. You go to Whole Foods. You spend your whole oh, paycheck. Dude. Yep. I had to return something <laughs> return there. food. <laughs> I, I, it was a bouquet of flowers, a bouquet of flowers. Why? Like, how does that um, happen? What was the error? Did not know the price going into it, mm-hmm. and then looked at the receipt after buying everything. I'm like, wait a minute, way more than you. That thought. was this much. So I had to turn around and walk back in. So you just made it to the car. There or was an, and there was another lady returning pretty much the same thing. It was unbelievable. What did they have it mislabeled? No, I just uh, individual flower, and you thought it was the whole thing. No, like, it was what, no, it was for like an just, arrangement. You're just buying stuff without looking I at was the just, price. What is this? Well, well did they tell it. you the total at the fucking register, they, and you didn't? It didn't they occur did, to you, and it, it was, didn't sink in until I was walking back. <laughs> they had to hustle you along, and you didn't and understand was like, what was happening. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So. So no one got flowers that oh, okay. day. Okay. Yeah. That's that's unfortunate. I want to know how much it was. I'm talking like 50 bucks. It was like 65 Jesus I would have returned them. What did you think they were going to be, like 20? Yeah. You, what was acceptable? Yeah, I don't know. If if you're in a pinch, what do you, what would you pay? Like, say it's Mother's Day and you need something, you're on the way there. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you go there and you see uh, the greeting cards uh, aisle is completely packed with lost-looking guys. Mm-hmm. Something well, 65 like that. bucks is what you would expect to pay to a proper florist. But even that's kind of high. Yeah, for that, I but. mean, for for a horse that won the Derby, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, at a grocery store, you know, a 
basic bouquet, you're 20 bucks, I would think. Yeah, 65 is pretty outrageous. I wouldn't even pay $65 for shoes at this point in my life. Definitely not paying that much for flowers that are going to be dead in a week. Yeah. I'm sorry. Again, unless it's some very special occasion. Maybe Slow Down Andy <laughs> arrives in my backyard <laughs> after my Pizza Hut becomes And, and a for success. whatever reason, you're compelled to buy him flowers. <laughs> you would deserve them. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he likes. Who, kn- who knows? He responds well to fresh cut flowers. Like he just seems down right yeah, now. He does. <laughs> I'll turn him around. Okay, so my pick, right? What's the yeah? It's your pick. No, what's the title? This is a lemon hot toddy. Just give me the title oh, yeah. one more time. Well, that's pretty, it's like a lemon. It's lemon supposed to be a brownie. It's a lemon brownie. There's a whole bunch of butter in it, so I guess that right. constitutes it. Okay, but uh, yeah, and there's a there's like a lemon powder sugar glaze. Mm, that's gonna be good. Looking so that. Mm, hope you enjoy that. it. Hope you enjoy it. Okay. So, I don't know why you're trying to be sneaky. Everybody knows it's my turn. So let's see what my Venmo says. Who, oh, yeah. Who paid the price? It's going to be Lemon Party by Paul Simon or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. He probably has a song called that. Ricky Nelson that was the live version of <laughs> Garden to Party. A lemon Party. <laughs> to reminisce with my old friends. Mm. Uh, not exactly. Well, I'll reminisce a euphemism for fuck each other in the ass, basically. Just like we used to in our old, yep. in our younger days. Exactly. Oh, man. Yikes. Yeah, look where we are. Anyway, let's pull that lever, Nick. Get us out of here. <laughs> pull the escape chute. Yeah, please. the ejection button. <laughs> Okay, first pool is number 892. 892, 892. Mm, mm, 892, let's see what we got here. I'm taking a peek at the list to see if this was satisfactory to me. Ah, man. So we kind of talked about this concept recently. I think we did. Maybe it was off off the air but either way i'm going to talk about it not saying it's totally out but i'm hesitant to pull the trigger on new release from a band from 40 years ago Mm -hmm. if i don't know anything about it and there's no note that says this is why you know Right. I I would probably do the same thing. There's no note. Huh? There's a note, but it doesn't say, "Hey, this is why this is great." Okay. It's like, you know, it's got to be exceptional, right? If that's the case, you would think, or like absurd. Know. There has to be something. Yeah, I'm not looking at the uh, song or the artist, so I can't really make that yeah. assessment. I've been there though. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I don't want to flat out say we're never gonna do that, but. I don't know if I'm in the mood right now to roll the dice on something like this. Hmm. <sighs> you don't want it. I don't want it. Are you bullish? Move along okay. to the next yeah. trick. We don't want it! We don't want it! Nick, give me a pull. Okay. Uh, a little earlier in the list, we've got 396. 396. <sighs> 
Oh boy. I mean, that's like a. Can we do that? It's like a <laughs> top ten song in the history of Earth. Is that too much? There's nothing wrong with that, right? That shouldn't mm. be a disqualifier. What was the number? Three ninety six. Three ninety six. <clears throat> I'm so bad at guessing, like alphabetically, uh, about where we would be based on the number. Well, I don't even try anymore. No, I'm just ballparking it. There's um, 914 current submissions. Oh, okay. So you can base it off of that if you want to figure it out. Hmm. Man. Hmm. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do that thing where we put it in the back pocket and give it one more spin and yeah. see if we get something. That's standard procedure at this point. Yeah, I think I got to do it. So once more, please. We got number 204. 204. Hmm. Whew. Let's see. Where are we at here? Where are we at here? Where are we at here? Um. Oh, my God. To <laughs> be... Jeez. Um, man. To be... Throwing out... Can we? Uh, we can't do this. That sort of desperation. We can't do this. Um, See, we can't. That, do that. turns into we must. After no, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, jeez. You know what? I might go. I might do a Chris and go back to the first one. It's on the table. The second one. I don't know what we're gonna say. It's like. Man, uh, you're saying it's like an iconic song yeah. in music history. Yeah. Well, you know, if you want to think strategically, it might get us some uh, better ratings. I don't know, as opposed to the, the, the other new, one the new, yeah, the new song <laughs> from the bullshit forty-year-old band. I yeah. mean, you know, that 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 followed following the striper episode that might constitute the end of the program. Yeah, we'll do the we'll do the big one. We'll do the oh, second wow. poll, which was uh, what did I say? Three ninety six. We're gonna do three ninety six. Um, all right. I, I don't know if you're looking for anything over there. Oh, I, I should got something. Okay. Yeah. So hit it. Abe papa. All right, so I'm going with the number 892, right? That was the first poll. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I think that's yeah. right. Okay. Any guesses, Nick, on who the Pope was? Interesting name here, I'll say that much. Um, uh, is it one of the uh, Honoriuses? Uh, it's close. Kind of close. I'll just tell you. It's Pope Formosus. Did we, ha did we talk about him before? I don't recall that. I would have remembered that. Name. Okay. Maybe not. Formosus, huh? Yeah. Sounds 
like an illness of sorts, right? Like thrombosis yeah. or something? Formosis. Okay. Pope Formosus was the Bishop of Rome and ruler of the Papal States from 6 October 891 until his death on 4 April 896. Where's the 18... Eight, here it is. For the year 892, Formosus was deeply distrustful of Guy III of Spoleto, <laughs> the reigning emperor, and began looking for support against him. To bolster his position, Guy forced Formosus to crown his son Lambert as co-emperor in April 892. Not really sure what that all means. Sounds like a lot of drama between Formosus <laughs> and Guy. But, uh, yeah. Guy of Spumoni or wherever that was. <laughs> yeah. Very Shakespearean. It is, right? The bitterness possibly originated during a lemon party gone wrong, <laughs> and uh, some resentment boiled over out of that. So. Got to be a generous lover when you're in a lemon yeah, party. Especially a papal lemon party. You got to raise your game at that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Don't walk <laughs> out. <laughs> well, sadly, it's true. Right. I mean, times, unfortunately, but, uh, that's uh, Nick is going to drop his not quite, quite <laughs> line. Mm. There's disparaging words uttered about the papacy. Papacy, papacy. How do you pronounce that? Papal. I've always heard papacy, but um, a pejorative, old pejorative term is papist. Okay. Not papist, so I don't know. Pejorative? How how would that be? Pejorative? Oh, just uh, just uh, insulting. <laughs> just you're a you're a filthy papist. It's like just an unconditional worshiper of the Pope. Is that what you, is that what it's supposed um, to be? I think it's uh it it's people are suspicious or um because you have loyalty in some. To some degree, to somebody who's not in the same country, Got to it. somebody overseas. So the KKK stepped in many times and saved the country. So you can you can thank them for uh, for that. Wow, I kind of tuned out for a minute and then I just heard that. <laughs> what what's going on? No, on this program, it's a, it's, an, it's an intri- It's just like a thing I've I've read about that. Uh, that was a big thing when they started up the KKK. We're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. you know protect the country from the the threat coming in overseas the roman threat oh really oh, did not know that the, because they're catholics yeah they didn't like the catholics no or. no i think that was why they that was one of their big uh big things when they started it up i believe uh, they didn't want them bringing their lemon parties <laughs> over to the mainland Ah. <laughs> uh. So, Had to get Andy's attention. And yeah, say say yeah. something provocative. Yeah. Lemon parties in the clan. Get his attention. <laughs> so what are we talking about now? <laughs> Ears perk up. <laughs> okay, so um I'm gonna pull the thing here. We're gonna So you went with the iconic song iconic. Over the new release from the forty year old band. Co- yeah. Correct. It, at some point we have to think strategically yeah. on the show and not completely torpedo our ratings <laughs> with horse shit so and this is an important step andy i'm glad yeah. you 
I'm glad you've done the right thing. Yeah, thank you. All right, well, let's turn the microphone over to Chris Jericho. All right, Harold. This one's called Don't Stop Believing. Off of Escape. By the band Journey. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, okay. This is a song that uh, has been dubbed uh, from the stage by Rich Ward as the greatest song ever written. Greatest during song ever the uh, Guardians of the Jukebox uh, sets that I've seen. <sighs> <sighs> greatest ever, huh? Hmm. Which I, I actually told him to his face. I'm like, how can you say that when you're also playing Caribbean Queen in the set? That just that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Did you forget the rest of? But, it? Did you forget uh, the song after the one that you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean. You know, it doesn't get much bigger than this one. Doesn't it have the most uh, streams ever on Spotify? Does it? Yeah, something like that. It's got like ridiculous amount of uh, hmm. streams on Spotify or views on YouTube, whatever. Like in the billions, something like that. Crazy. Um, it's a huge track, no doubt about it. Big one. Who submitted it? Neil Johnson. Hey, Neil. Neil's Johnson. Yep. Okay. Neil before his Johnson. Yes. He says. Neil and worship his Johnson. <laughs> it's his middle name. Yeah. And worship his <laughs> is his middle name. Uh, okay. His comment says, sure, it's overplayed. Sure, every cover band out there has turned in awful versions of the song but it's perfect one of the most interesting things about this tune is it's rather unconventional structure okay not sure if that's occurring to me immediately what's unconventional about it but we'll discuss it as it uh, as we go along mm-hmm. hmm. nick any thoughts <clears throat> um nothing uh nothing in particular i mean it's a. Uh, Journey's a band that I've coexisted on the planet with, but not really, you know, you know what I mean. Never really taken any particular interest in to to really seek out and listen to. They're they're there, they're omnipresent at times, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I, I I mean, always on the radio. So many songs, always on the radio growing up. Quite a few, but, right? But uh, yeah, just one of those bands that I just never had um, a real opinion one way or the other of. So really, I, nothing. No, I mean, so I'm actually kind of interested to try to think of this in an analytical sense, see hmm. if anything happens there. Because I mean, it's obviously like Neil said, it's it's a song literally everybody knows. Yeah. Um, even. Uh, <laughs> Was it 05 when the uh, Chicago White Sox won the World Series and they used this song? Yeah. I always thought it was kind of funny, though, because they won pretty easily. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty handily uh, defeated whoever it was. The, the Astros. Was it the, the Astros? Yeah. <clears throat> and they had, had no problem. There was no drama that I recall in that series. So Don't Stop Believing was... <laughs> <laughs> was entirely inappropriate. Captured nothing about what what actually took well, place. Well, but I, I think that spoke more to the uh, the drought that uh, uh, the championship drought, which was approaching a hundred years at that point. 
yeah. it might have been more of uh, what they were referring to. But you know, I get it. <clears throat> you know, I get what you're saying. Different case uh, this year, huh? White yeah, Sox. It's just one. Toilet. It's just one. They did. They bungle st- after they, another. They stopped believing a while yes, ago. Yes, they did. Tim Anderson got his ass beat the other day. Yeah, and after putting up his dukes. That was and, uh, absurd. Yeah, he's he's a, uh, and, a. Did you see that? I I saw. I didn't see the video, but I saw uh, photos of it and people talking about it. Yeah, he, it's always someone on the White Sox who gets punched. <laughs> can't be if you're on the White Sox. Public service announcement: If you're a White Sox player. And there's a situation in a game where you might be in a fight. Just stop. Remember the other player and fight that guy when yeah. you're on a different team because you're going to get your ass kicked yeah, I mean, if you're a White was, Sox uh, I forget now. Was it? Uh, well, I know Robin Ventura, Ventura, but who was the catcher? The cu- that the guy. Um, there was a Cubs Sox fight, and there's a oh. famous picture oh, of uh, AJ was, Przinsky. Przinsky getting punched in the face. I mean, but, yeah, don't don't yeah. go don't go swinging if you're on the White Sox. Yeah. Don't yeah. go swinging. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so my th- experience with Journey is they were one of my favorite bands when I was sort of uh, discovering new music circa 1979. Hmm. Uh, and moving off of Kiss and uh, was discovering the likes of Van Halen, ACDC, and uh, Journey was on that list because there was a... Uh, episode of uh, soundstage on uh, public television that they showed on channel 56 in detroit there was uh, a set of uh their uh a live set from around the infinity era and i just i thought they were great love neil sean captured me as a uh, captivated me as a guitarist like immediately <clears throat> in that performance that's before this right before it is it's yeah. like three two three albums before wow. they had two infinity evolution departure live album captured and then this but the big deal here is that this is the first escape is the first album with the new keyboardist jonathan kane from the babies who replaced greg raleigh mm. who was sean's bandmate in santana and who started journey Jeez, i and forgot so that was yeah. that was the big shift is like if, if you're a journey fan like i was and you were consuming the albums as they were coming out the big deal was okay they've got a new raleigh's out they've got this new guy i wonder what the what they're going to sound like now and mm. this is the first single so jeez. So this is 1981, and this Correct. is their eighth album. Yes. Unbelievable. People didn't mess around back then. My God. And they had a couple without Steve Perry, right? Some they did. Steve they Perry. had three albums, I believe, pre-Steve uh, uh, Perry. They were kind of like a you know, fusion-y, 70s jazz rock fusion. Like uh, more of a logical progression from Santana, maybe? Yeah, but a little more like going down the road of uh like return to forever and ma vishnu orchestra and all those just the the fusion scene of the 70s was sort of the initial direction of journey and then kind of like our thinking behind picking this song versus what the the other one you had selected it's like at some point you have to start making some money playing for people (laughs) ideally have some women in the crowd 
So they made, you know, I think concert with their manager, (laughs) they made the decision to bring Perry in and then, you know, the rest is history. But unfortunately, on the escape tour, the opening band was Lemon Party. (laughs) (laughs) All the women left. Yes, they did. Just much like this episode. They weren't permitted. They were escorted out (laughs) is what happened. But but no, it was was kind of a big deal that uh, sort of personnel shift because, you know, Raleigh even during the uh, Perry years would trade vocals and take some lead vocals. And he was also kind of that, uh, you know, Perry for, for the, for the rockers and the, you know, the anti pop music types, you know, Perry was a little soft mm-hmm. the, and the material was a little soft, even though I, I never thought that I thought it was always good, but you know, so the purists were like, this is too far, too much of a departure pun intended. Um, from what we were used to originally and then when raleigh left it's like okay one by one you know the uh, links to the past are falling by the wayside what's this new album gonna sound like and this was the first single single mm-hmm. and the, you 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 got the, you, you you got uh that uh, revelation of what it's gonna sound like like right off the bat and then the other singles came, and it was a massive album, the Escape album. What are the other singles on this one? Yeah, Who's no. Crying Now, mm. Open Arms. Oh, geez. Uh, Stone in Love is another big one. Whew. Okay. It's one big album after yeah. another. And, uh, and the title track is not a uh, uh, single, as far as I remember, but it's pretty, pretty kick-ass song, hearkening back to their earlier incarnation but uh you know kane essentially did what hagar did when he joined van halen just took him really far down the pop direction and you know mm-hmm. for their bank accounts it was a it was a wise move and you know it's quality stuff for that genre and that type of music i, I think i don't think anybody can really assail the quality of it and I don't know Journey's history that well. When were they pretty much uh, done for a while? Mid '80s, late '80s? Yeah, probably around '86 is when they because uh, they came out. They did uh, Frontiers with uh, Separate Ways and Faithfully and stuff. I think that came out in '83, mm. and then Raised on Radio was the one with uh, Girl Can't Help It and some of the other ones. Uh, and I think that was around '86, and then I think I think that was the last one for a while. Without checking Wikipedia, I think that's correct. But and then did Steve Perry just? He's been chilling since 1986, roughly. I mean, he he's put a, out a solo yeah. album fairly recently. He did like a Christmas thing yeah. the last couple of years. Okay, so he's, he's kind of resurfaced a little bit because yeah. that was the thing forever, right? Like he just. He's just hanging out at home. Well, he couldn't he do also, it anymore. Yeah, he also had, there were some issues vocally right. that he couldn't do it. But, um, you know. He, he saved us by just not doing it. He didn't go embarrass himself <laughs> like a lot of other vocalists do. And trust me, there's a lot of money on the table for a journey tour with him back on vocals. Oh, I know. But, uh, um, you know, it w- it wouldn't be Skid Row with Sebastian back in the band. <laughs> I mean, this would be maybe not 
football stadiums, but it would it would be an arena tour, no question about it. Yeah, and they had him, uh, you know, brought him up for uh, the induction ceremony. He didn't perform at that though. He just got up and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that is, and and you know accepted the award and gave a little speech, but he didn't perform with the band. So yeah, he's even though he put out a solo album fairly recently, I think it's his performing days are over. Yeah, and they have been for decades now. Right. So. Okay, so then also the other thing uh, that brought this song back, or at least took it to another level, is the Sopranos episode, final episode. That's how the show uh, ends. That's right, yeah. So that was huge. Always you guys, helps. You guys watch that? Into that at all? Never watched an episode of that. Never? I think I watched the first season, maybe first two. That was it. I'm sure it's wonderful, but that was it for me. Didn't hate it, just, you know, back in the days when... I think it was like maybe uh, it was probably on season three or four at the time that I was watching it. Yeah, and uh, I think our brother Jay had the DVDs. Maybe watched the first two and then didn't have the third and forgot about it for years, and that was it. Yeah, Great. understandable. Best show ever to a lot of people, but apparently no one in this room. <laughs> yeah, I never watched an episode. Me neither. No, never watched one, Nick. No, and I don't feel compelled to watch it either. No, I, it, Add it, add it to the list of massive TV shows I have no desire to watch. Mm. Yeah, I'm not interested. <laughs> but I but I knew through the grapevine and through the headlines that uh, Don't Stop Believing played a prominent role in the finale. Yeah, so. yeah. And what else? Oh, it's, it was uh, Separate Ways. It was in Stranger Things a couple of years ago. Oh, that, that got it big again with... Master of Puppets and whatever yeah. else was mm. on that soundtrack. The Kate Bush one. The Kate Bush song, yep, yep. Okay. <laughs> What's funny? Just, just that Andy's the only one who's seen any of this. <laughs> just talking he's, to myself. He's trying to get something going. Just, <laughs> God bless him. That's all right. I'm fine. That's just... <laughs> just acknowledging uh, these, these things to show that we know what's happening outside even if we don't really before i don't not to get too far down that road but the other one that just everybody says is the greatest show ever and i've i've tried to watch a few episodes and it just didn't latch on to me at all breaking bad mm-hmm. i don't yeah. get it i think we talked about i mean that a couple it's months it's ago. So, it's the nothing compares to you of tv shows <laughs> it's like this this wow. what's so great about this it's just it's all right but people trumpeting it as the greatest show ever i just didn't see it in the first four or five episodes i watched i just i'm like why why continue if it doesn't grab you by that it's a run-of-the-mill show in my opinion i it's the classic what am i missing here scenario i i I see no greatness in that show and i've i've tried Mm. so i liked it but you know, I'm not Nick? gonna be I'm not gonna be lips of anvil and just keep ramming my head against the wall for no uh, uh, positive positive outcome. I, I don't I don't need to force myself to watch Breaking Bad to find the greatness of it. Yeah, you know what's weird about Breaking Bad? Well, not about the show, but about my uh, association with it. Watched every episode except for the last half because they did like. The fi- whatever the final season was, they broke it up into two halves with a few months in between. Didn't watch the last half of the final season. Just not interested. Mm, just didn't want. I don't. 
I don't need to see how things end. <laughs> like, okay. It's fine. Same thing. I watched every episode of Ted Lasso, final episode. I didn't watch it. I'm good. I don't need to see the ending of anything. That's an interesting way to go Somebody about it. Somebody else I noticed posted that same sentiment. So really? You know, they, they intentionally don't watch it all the way to the end because huh. it just... I don't know. I don't know how they put it, but I think it was somebody on my one of my Facebook friends or someone, possibly even a, just a random celebrity, or but or, but somebody else expressed that exact same approach uh, this week. Mm. So there you go. That's, that's not a bit, not a terrible idea, I would say. A lot of times, a letdown watching yeah, that's the true. series finale because yeah, you know they feel the need to wrap it up it's almost better when yeah. a show just gets canceled a good show gets canceled after a few seasons and it's just like well that's the end of this story but not the end of right the entire thing you know yeah. it's like the end of a chapter more so than the end of a book what have you yeah that's true ah <sighs> okay well I'm starting to stop believing over here. <laughs> wow, this this uh, this song will uh, change you right around. Yeah. Okay, so this is track one, man. Yeah, it came out big. Like I said, it started out the album. It was the first single, basically. This is their statement about the new lineup and direction, and hell of a statement. It's one of the biggest songs in the history of pop music, no question about it. Well, I hope that I have the right version of it. Looks like it is. 1981 Escape. But you know how that yeah. is. They've re-recorded everything oh, I with uh, Homeboy. I can't remember his name. The dude who tours with them. They recorded oh, all Arnell. their hits. Yeah, Arnell. Oh, I hope that's not the case. It's hard to tell if you're... I mean, you could tell if you sit down and listen to it, but if you're in public or something, it's almost identical. It's not like the... Yeah. Like I think they just swapped the vocal, maybe. They did. Yeah, okay. It's not like a Kiss or Def Leppard when they redid their hits, oh, and it's man. like, oh, this is shitty and completely... You know, it. whatever it is about you know, the instruments and the mics and everything, when it's just different, you're like, oh, yeah. hit songs from well, 40 years ago re-recorded or not. Yeah, it's when worse. they re-record it, they probably knock it well, out in a week. And we'll get yeah. into it, but the, the, instrumentally and sonically, mm -hmm. the, the production of this song is incredible. So we'll discuss that as we move along here. All right. Let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with Don't Stop Believing." So, you know, the piano line, pretty simple, speaks for itself, but the brilliantly crafted pop uh, hook in the, in the, in the uh, instrumentation there. But the thing that always drew me in immediately was the, the potency of the bass notes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, he's the bass notes on the piano doubled with the bass guitar. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, that and it, it just, it, the, the, lo the low end of this, song is i'm i'm a lot of people are not as particular about music production as music nerds like our us are but it's like they don't know they like it but it's a big reason why they like it so much and that this is one of them the low end and the uh just just the the fullness of it is is one of the one of the reasons why it was such a huge and still is a huge song. Mm -hmm. 
the right version yeah okay <laughs> i think so i hope so sounds like it go so, ahead nick um no just uh yeah I, I don't know the extent of his uh what sort of vocal issues he had but yeah i mean incredible voice very i guess multi-layered is what i'm perceiving like you're just you're multi-textured maybe voice um, there's a smoothness to it, but there's also a, a rough edge to it. Um, and it, it doesn't sound forced. He never sounds forced when he's singing. Like it, it doesn't sound like he's straining at all. It's just like, this is the voice that comes out of him. It's like, how does someone get a voice like that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, he was in, this is definitely him in his prime. No question yeah. about it. And, yeah, to contrast it with what we listened to last week, with that that sniveling, nasally vocals of Michael Sweet. I mean, come on, this is this is the polar opposite. There's there's texture, there's power, there's a, a full range of uh, high notes, low notes, uh, all everything, the complete voice versus the the. the the crap we heard last <laughs> week. I mean, this is a this is a true legend on the vocals, and then lyrically, you know, as we'll, we'll get into more of it as song progresses. But this, you know, this is a classic "you and me against the world" mm-hmm. uh, uh, trope, is yeah. as one of Nick's favorite <laughs> words. But, uh, but you know, the Jack and Diane, Born to Run, yeah, Living on a Prayer, Living exactly. That whole thing, which which Journey's a San Francisco band. I'm not sure, I think I'm not sure where Jonathan Kane comes from. He might be a California guy too, but but they with lyrically with this song more than anything else they had ever done before. They just tapped into that that Midwest kind of mindset of you know the the blue collar couple are just gonna you know lift each other up and take on the world together and nothing's going to drive them apart and that's just you know you can't go wrong with that formula if you can tell that story effectively and iconically like the all the songs we just rattled off here that's your that's a gold mine i mean mm-hmm. people just can't resist consuming songs like that just a city Okay, so I have to address the obvious thing, which uh, coming from Detroit, born and uh, raised there, lived there till I was twelve, moved to the uh, moved a grand total of eight blocks into a suburb of Detroit. Really? Or yeah, I don't think I knew that that it was only eight blocks. Yeah. I thought it was like a twenty-minute move or no, something. No, I could walk uh, walk from my one house to the next one. About but... how far is that from here? <laughs> <laughs> 
good one. <laughs> you are you referencing back to our high hard rock yeah. cafe? Can I speak story? to your manager, yes, please? Exactly. Well, we'll we'll tell that another time. But uh, no, about eight blocks uh, in, in total. But it, it, at any rate, anybody from the Detroit area, there. There is no such thing as South Detroit. That's why, like, the, the, that T-shirt I bought for myself and I got one for Jericho that says South Detroit with the Canadian flag on it is so dead-on accurate because dead south of downtown Detroit is Windsor, Canada. So it's like the thumb or whatever goes over. Yeah. So to get to Windsor, Canada from Detroit, you get on the bridge or the uh, tunnel... You head due south. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, there's a southernmost point of of anything. I mean, sure, uh, you know, a southernmost, westernmost, northernmost uh, edge of the city of Detroit. But there's no such thing as South Detroit. <laughs> no one says, "Oh, South no, Detroit." It, it's this southern part of Detroit and the suburbs around there is is called is called Down River. Mm. So, anyone in Detroit who heard that is just like, okay, that they don't know what they're talking about. If they'd have said East Detroit, there would have been, you know, no issues. Really, that was the only—it's the only kind of direction that was ever invoked uh, when referencing Detroit was East Detroit. Hmm. Everything else was just like not Detroit. even mentioned. <laughs> yeah, so no direction. So yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't. Uh, squawk about that because that just jumped out at everybody as being like okay kind of <laughs> like, blew it with that like, one somebody should have stepped in and said yeah there is no such thing as south detroit but uh there you go no outside of the city nobody gives a fuck i'm, sh- I'm sure but uh, just sounded good when they're yeah. putting lyrics together working class city uh south side's probably the shitty side Let's right go with that. they confuse and, it with chicago possibly yeah. and phonetically it's probably with all four directions taken into consideration south is probably the most pleasing sounding East. phonetically yeah, you're right. in that in that line so. south is nice well, yeah, I get why they did it, but there is no such thing as uh, <laughs> South Detroit, in case nobody knew. So, a singer in a smoky. So you know iconic guitar part there from sean they have it like fade in like that and just uh, just do what he did and and get in and get out as a transition from one verse to the next pretty brilliant well well executed obviously one of the all-time greats on guitar and uh yeah whoever came up with that the him or the producer or whatever you know you 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 can't have that song you can't have the song without that in there i mean like if you were a cover band and you didn't put that guitar part in i think people people don't generally notice a lot of the stuff uh, related to the musicianship but they would definitely notice if that was missing that's like an essential part of the song i would feel naked without it right something would be off always makes me think of the uh 
guitar intro, the very, very beginning of uh, Limelight. A similar sort of a, a fast sort of, a, yeah, a faster little riff like that. You mean Spirit of Radio? I mean Spirit of Radio. Yeah. Pardon me. Yeah. No, it, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that, but, you know, essential part of the song and uh, pretty cool uh, execution, just the way they faded it in like that. And I, I, I'm not sure, I don't think they, it doesn't sound to me like they did the fading from the from the control desk, you know. I think he did it just with his hands and maybe the volume knob on the guitar, but he just uh, just did that all himself, and it's just simple but uh, brilliantly conceived. Room, the smell of wine and cheap perfume for a smile they can share the night it goes on and on. Bass tone always jumped out at me. Yeah, yeah. It, it it really <laughs> it's got like a chorus effect or something on it, right? I, I, something like that. Yeah, it, it, but it's it, powerful, you know. Yeah, it's, and it it's really uh, it's really up in the mix when it wants to be too. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially when it's like just like as well when they transition uh, from the end of the chorus back into the uh, next verse when it's just locked in with the drums. I mean, like I said, from a production standpoint, you just can't deny the power of it. And then from a drumming standpoint, so um, after the Infinity album, Ainsley Ainsley Dunbar was the drummer, and he left... To join Jefferson Starship, mm. they brought in Steve Smith, who's the drummer uh, on this, and he also played on the two studio albums previously. Then after Journey, he went on to a pretty uh, successful kind of jazz career, mm-hmm. but uh, really a, a great drummer and a really imaginative sort of drum. I don't even know if it's a you would even call it a beat. He's just like throwing accent notes in here kind of um, reminds me of nick's drumming on nothing compares to you from the opening of the episode when you did that little tom run <laughs> well there you have that's it that's a high compliment yeah, i'll take it yeah nick's available if uh <laughs> if journey ever needs a drummer he could uh, sit in and uh and play this one in his sleep yeah and he could also do a stirring rendition of father figure if they need that done so take the lead vocal yeah. too oh, well, like wow. uh their current drummer i believe dean castronovo takes a lead vocal on uh, one of the songs from the escape album mother father is the name of it wait so okay i know dean's name was dean did something else in he the played on uh, Osmosis, uh, Ozzy Osbourne drums. Okay, but. that was it. He didn't play. Uh, he wasn't in Journey doing anything else. He's been, he's been in and out of Journey over the years. Okay, but okay. Uh, he also played in uh, Bad English that band. Always drumming about. and singing though, not like playing guitar in a band or anything. Not that I know okay. of. Not always singing, but he okay. had a hell of a voice. I mean, a lot of people said suggested that when. Uh, uh, even even 
before they brought in uh, that Steve O'Gary guy who who had who also left with voice problems. A lot of people suggested that uh, Castronovo should come out from behind the drums and front the band. That's mm. how good of a singer he is. Wow. So. Well, within the music industry, Castronova is known as a journeyman, if you will. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> And just the soaring vocals. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, you want to compare and contrast all these fucking dweebs who are singing the praises of Michael Sweet's <laughs> vocals. Listen to the, that last note there. Like the, the vibrato is perfect. The power, mm-hmm. the tone of it, everything's perfect. Don't don't talk to me about fucking Michael Sweet. Get out of here with that. <laughs> Well, I, I don't understand. I don't want to go down that road. Did you get any this, feedback but, on that? The uh, Michael Sweet, like people uh, disagreeing with you? Well, yeah, but I, I don't want to talk about yeah, it. I don't okay. want to go down that road. I'll, I'll just stop it with this. Compare him to Steve Perry. There is no comparison. That's what I'm getting at. He's fucking not even, couldn't even shine Steve Perry's shoes. <laughs> I mean, that, that last note yeah. that he hit is just perfection. It's got everything. Mm-hmm. Nick? <laughs> is that your stomach? I think so. Have a lemon brownie. I had a little lemon brownie. Oh, you had Tummy's some. growling. Whoops. Um, yeah, it, and that, holding that note with um, everything going on, like it, it kind of kicking up yeah. musically in the background while he's just holding that single note, that... Every time I hear something like that, especially like in a Journey song, you think like, okay, that's that's like tailor made for a stadium setting. Yeah, of course. Like yeah. that's like as soon as that happens and he's hitting that note, the people in the crowd are going nuts. People are taking their pants off. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's too many of them. Too many pants. Can't even get. Can't even. Eighty-five thousand pants. Can't even maneuver to get your pants down. Mm-mm. You're just surrounded by people. Yep. Want to stop it there because there's a definite apparent uh, from to my ears um, blues influence in Steve Perry's voice. Like you get probably a voice like that mm-hmm. from singing that type of music, yeah. kind of ripping up your throat and letting it letting it kind of heal and repair itself. <laughs> yeah, but there's <laughs> like that. there's damage to it, but it's not. Yeah extreme i don't know i mean it's basically yeah there it's <laughs> it's this is well anyway it's like rockchester from the jack benny show it's like it's like there's this 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 voice that every single every single word every single thing that comes out of his mouth there's just this 
scratchiness to it. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, one of the cool things about that sound stage show that I saw back in the late 70s, which it's, it's on YouTube, and they did their originals uh, mostly, if not all off the Infinity album, but then they did a, because it, Soundstage PBS was filmed in Chicago, they did a blues set and they brought, they had Albert King on stage and I think Paul Butterfield and stuff, like hmm. legitimate blues guys, and Perry was up there holding his own. The whole band was, really. I mean, hmm. look, they've all, they're all great players. These, these are not uh, pretenders to the throne. They're all, you know, top flight uh performers at what they do but speaking to what nick just brought up you know perry was obviously obviously the vocalist up there and he was he was holding his own on that material and uh you know granted those blues guys at the time and and over the course of uh, the next several years they would they weren't very particular about who they necessarily performed with. If there was money to be made and publicity <laughs> to be had, they would be up for it. So it's it's not like they would ever say, like, I'm not really going to perform with this guy because he's uh, substandard and I'm not going to do it. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't think – I would think that they, they uh, had some respect for him after uh, getting on stage with him and seeing and hearing what he could do. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, let's keep going. What a movie never ends. It goes on and on and on and on. The strangers waiting. Up and down the boulevard. And shadows searching in the stop it there just to point out there's only 47 seconds left and we're finally getting the chorus of the song and that's what neil was talking about huh. that's what's unconventional and it i mean i it didn't occur to me when he was describing it but that's got to be what he was talking about that uh, yes huh. very end of the song you get the title and what's essentially the chorus yeah which is a highly unusual arrangement Mm. goes completely opposite of the bon jovi mantra of don't bore us get to the chorus you know they open you give love a bad name with the chorus (laughs) and try to have it as early as possible yeah and this is the opposite so yeah that's what neil was talking about and you know a perfect solo by sean i mean the thing about sean these days is he just his muscle memory and his like twitch reaction in his hands is such that he he just can't resist playing those blazing fast runs anymore and he also just has a ton of delay and he's got those sustainiac things in his guitars so it's just like 
everything's just so saturated in effects and speed and fast runs but back in the day when he could actually restrain himself and like rein it in a little bit and and play it a little more close to the vest i mean his note choices were always spot on and that uh little solo there is just another example of that sorry i know we keep stopping but i'm i'm processing this from that with that information now that yeah the, technically the chorus took all this time to happen mm-hmm. his solo he's playing the chorus basically he's doing some variations but the the melody he's playing is yeah. the chorus before the chorus even has been sung in the song yeah that, that is interesting that's, right? I, 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 that, yes and i never really gave it much thought just because i don't think anybody really did so much when they heard it because you, you don't feel like you're missing anything or it's like you know let's get to the meat of the song is the whole song is engaging yeah it's pretty cool though i don't know what i'm trying to think of other examples of songs like that where it's not um an extremely common formula but it's a huge pop hit happens once in a while i'm sure we could think of some others Maybe that's an open challenge to listeners. Where it's, where it's not A, B, A, you know, whatever that old formula. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just throw in a bridge and mm-hmm. then, yeah. Who produced this album? Does anybody know? Anybody know? I got it here. Mike Stone and Kevin Elson. I don't know those guys. I'm sure somebody knows them. Uh, looks like Mike Stone worked with Queen and Foreigner and Journey and Asia and White Snake and April Wine. Okay, he's all over the place. A lot Take of big dog. names on those lists. Yeah. On that list, though. Yeah. So there you go. He worked on all the worst albums by those bands. <laughs> He did Here I Come Again, but the previous version. Yeah. He worked on... I mean, Here I Go Again. <laughs> he worked on the hobo Whatever. version. The ho- Yeah, I was going to say the hobo version. He worked on Queen's Back Chat exclusively. <laughs> 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 okay. So, um, who wants to go first? We have to vote Sweet Surrender or Kick in the Crotch. Well, you brought it. You know what? I did, didn't I? Yeah. I guess I'll do. You want to go first? first. I'm ki- no, I'm kidding. It's a sweet surrender. It's sweet surrender. Hell yes. You'd be a fool unless there's some reason where uh, you know you've got some kind of memory associated with this song. I don't see how else you could just listen to it and be like, "Oh, this sucks. This is bad." Mm-hmm. There'd have to be something psychological that happened to you while the song was <laughs> yeah <laughs> i hate to say yeah, it maybe but yeah i mean you know it's one of those songs where you hear it a lot you can't go to uh 
like a and anything a, and anything a sporting event a bar man this like chris said earlier what does it got like a pizza hut <laughs> a pizza hut billions of streams all over everywhere yeah yeah this is omnipresent in on earth so if you're a human being alive on earth you've heard this song and enjoyed it somewhere and i am one of those people nick you want to go yeah sweet surrender of course it's sweet surrender hell yes uh it is kind of odd in its way um a little bit with the arrangement there but really with the with the the bass the bass is kind of it's kind of odd yeah it's yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an odd mix there it's mm-hmm. it, but but it's so essential to the song that yeah. you couldn't imagine it without yeah it, when there's that space like, in between vocal lines you're expecting the little bass fills to be happening yeah like, like it needs to be there um so and it a song i've heard a zillion times but we've done it before where it's a song that we've heard many times but when you're listening in the blue headphones if you mm. if, if, if you need to know what we're using um, so nice. yeah. um when we're listening to it and trying to really focus in and pick out stuff that's jumping out at us it uh it, it's it's a different experience altogether than just hearing it on the car radio yeah so it's yeah it, it's it's an impressive very impressive recording impressive uh just song all the way around, performances, everything. So it, it pretty undeniable, I would say. Hmm. Chris, yeah, sweet surrender. It's sweet surrender. Hell yes. It's a classic, and you know, you you might not like the band, you might not like pop music, whatever. You got certain things you have to give their their props to and this is one of them i mean it's just an undeniable classic essentially a perfect recording uh certainly sonically and then songwriting wise aside from the south detroit uh faux pas (laughs) there you know lyrically like i said it just taps into that whole midwestern working class us against the world uh, mindset that just is undeniable and people can't resist it when it's in a pop tune hmm. and i have to uh it i keep thinking about this um the whole uh thing about there being no south detroit it, it makes me think of hotel california and how people i i've i remember reading somewhere that someone from like a wine magazine or something like that interviewed don henley mm-hmm. and was like you know um wine is not a spirit and Don Henley, just the most condescending, grumpy answer. <laughs> what did he say? I, I mean, it was just, he kind of like, when I was like, oh, thank you, like, for pointing that out. I don't know what I, just kind of mm. sarcastic. And it, it was, you know, we haven't had that spirit here since 1969. It's like, you know, wine is not a, a spirit. Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, thank you for letting me know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I understand that's a bit uh, nitpicky in a major way. And like I said, anybody outside of the detroit city limits or the surrounding suburbs nobody else gave a shit about that but yeah it's a legit point of uh 
contention within the city to the to the point where now they're marketing t-shirts that have south detroit <laughs> and the canadian flag on it which is funny so mm-hmm. all right well look where we found ourselves who would have thought everybody all right Hammond! i got a question for you paul stanley wants to know if in 1981 he should have written a song like don't stop believing instead I think, of I think any, just a boy. I think any. Oh gosh. <laughs> instead of uh, Odyssey. Instead of anything that was done on that album. Well, as 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 is rumored, they were they did the Elder to try to impress the critics. Critics are the types of people who would hate "Don't Stop Believing," but you know what? The public loves it. Journey was writing to uh, please their listeners, and look what happened. So yeah. worked out for them, huh? Sure did. Paying dividends to this day. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure they're on the road this summer, right? Um, I want to say they are. Um. There's been some friction between Kane and Sean. Oh, really? Recently, but they're you know they, they apparently they hate each other at this point, but they still suck it up and do shows because you know that's the money. But yeah, they can't stand each other, suing each other constantly. And oh, weren't they fighting about like credit card expenses? Yeah, the, the band credit card wasn't being used properly by <laughs> one of them. So. You know what? They're not on the road right now. 2022 they were, but I think they got the year off. All right. Yeah. Why? Well, They're I, on the Freedom Tour in 2022. The Chase Freedom Card Tour of yeah, 2022. <laughs> I found a. Uh, I found the quote from Henley. I don't know if you guys want me to. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's it's a it's a paragraph, but I can I can go into it. When when being. Uh, it was explained to him in 2009. Uh, he was asked if he regretted writing the line because wines are fermented while spirits are distilled. Henley responded, Thanks for the tutorial, and no, you're not the first person to bring this to my attention. You're, and you're not the first p- to completely misinterpret the lyric and miss the metaphor. Believe me, I've consumed enough alcoholic beverages in my time to know how they are made and what the proper nomenclature is. Oh boy. But the li- that line in the song has little or nothing to do with alcoholic beverages. It's a socio-political statement. My only regret would be having to explain it in detail to you, which would defeat the purpose of using literary devices in songwriting and lower the discussion to some silly irrelevant argument about chemical wow. processes. Jeez. What's up his butt? <laughs> this was while he was sitting at Steak and Shake. For, the guy walked up to him and asked You him. know. Jeez. Angry man. Angry man. Like, the only time I ever even come close to behaving like that is if I'm injured or really sick. So, what was going Is Don Henley, like, terminally ill or something? Yeah, for how many years? Oh, and then, as 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 for, was as was mentioned in the theme song, you just simply say "ball hair" and <laughs> you leave it at that. You don't yeah. just tear someone a new I'm, one. I'm getting more and more Don Henley. The really? older I got, yeah. Hmm. I someone's acting stupid. You let them know. I well, I I'm more and more tempted to. <laughs> Yeah. Something so that, soon it's instead gonna... of, instead of just like ah, I'm just gonna go this way and let that person be an idiot. 
You're getting closer. Part of, part of me wants Sometimes to. people need to be torn a new one. I mean, that's a that's a that's a nice. I'm no Don Henley fan, but I, I think he I think he made his case quite well and dismantled the person who uh, pointed that out. What is? I know the lyric is something we haven't had that spirit here since 1969. I called up the captain. Please bring me my wine. Okay. We haven't had that spirit here since 1969. I don't know. I mean, who cares? Plus, but, it could have been like we haven't, you know, haven't had the spirit of someone asking for wine for the first time in a decade it's like I, I get what Don I get his consternation it's like just just relax <laughs> with this bullshit you know yeah I guess I think we're on Don Henley's side here did that just happen I think somehow so. <laughs> unexpectedly <laughs> and if I was interviewing Jonathan Kane or Neil Sean and I brought up the South Detroit thing I would fully expect to be torn a new one it's, yeah. you know, I mean it's nitpicky you don't really need to bring it up I expect yeah she was from Canada she lived in Windsor there you go we yeah. get it right and you'd be like oh okay never mind <laughs> yeah we're hip <laughs> right uh, well, my vote's in. Yeah, yeah. I think Nick. it's a foregone conclusion, yeah. but... Cue up Pierre. What's the order? <laughs> uh, you, me, Nick. All right. Rock. Roll. Bone. And he got it! It's a rock in the bone. I don't think that was too much of a shock to anybody. Would you say? Anybody surprised? We'll see if there are any detractors. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there are people who don't, who are just like, that song, I hate it. Or I've heard it too many times. Or I've heard and, it yeah. too many yeah. times. Yeah, I get all that, but you can't just... That well, you can you can say and do whatever yeah. you want. but uh, to, It to, typically doesn't come into play, though. Oh, I've heard it too many times, so I'm just going to dismiss it when we're doing this. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I mean, to say that it's not good right. in terms of the songwriting, the production, the performances, go down anything that's involved in the recording or creation of this song. To say any aspect of it is not good is just simply not true. So yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah, not be your vibe or something. That's fine. Not your thing. You don't into this. You but. don't bust it out at your lemon parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You like to have more industrial That's music at your lemon <laughs> parties. About nine inch nails, things of that nature. That's all fine and good. That doesn't mean Don't Stop Believing isn't a classic. And Rich Ward might be right. Might be one of the it might be the greatest song ever written. Who knows? It's up there. Well, if you disagree with us, we're sorry. That's just the fucking way it is. Mm, you know what I think I could go for? A, a nice... lemon party? Yeah. We're not old enough yet, though. I might be. <laughs> Find out the cutoff. Yeah, what is the cutoff? We should look into that. I feel like it's got to be uh, at least 65. I don't know. It's got to be like a retirement age. What's the official age of, like, where uh, you can collect Social Security? Well, I think you can start at 62. 62, 62 right is yeah. when you can join a lemon party. 
It's official. I don't know. You can get a reverse mortgage at age 55. I think that qualifies. I want in on 11 party. <laughs> I want to be able to walk in an 11 party and not be hassled. What is a reverse mortgage? Basically, they're just taking your house and giving you money for it. Uh, and then you die. And you don't yeah, have and to the, the it. bank keeps your house instead it's of it ba- going to someone yeah in your it's family. basically if you have no heirs or no heirs that you like you just know, selling it back to the bank basically yeah you basically it. just give me all the equity i have in this house i'm gonna spend it until i take my last breath and then the bank takes the house and they sell it hmm. nice okay um <laughs> you can have your lemon parties there is that allowed when it's the banks technically hey man at that point, you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm on the way out. I guess you're resolved to that, so you don't really care. I guess. Yeah, you don't it's like care. basically, like, it's basically like you're a renter. You're gonna trash the place <laughs> if you feel like it. <laughs> particularly uh, boisterous lemon parties, putting <laughs> punching holes in the walls and breaking toilet tanks, that sort of thing. He painted the countertops. Had a lemon party. <laughs> uncontrollable maniac in the house so many things that were not in the covenant (laughs) keeping his deposit um i was gonna say i could go for a nice pick me up um maybe some i like when people say nice things to us right i like people i like when people like us yeah um this week's batch of compliments i don't know comes to us from dana van diver okay Dana. Let's see. Let's do it. Pop strikes 10 must be Monday night. A decade of stupidity, but that's all right. Listen to Pound of Thunder tonight. Leave us a voice message tonight. Hey guys, Dana Vandiver here, longtime Pod of Thunder listener and proud owner of an I'm a Boner sticker. <laughs> I first learned about the show through one of Chris's posts on that bastion of guitar nerdery known as the Hamer Fan Club. I think I jumped in at about episode 30, went back and listened to the previous episodes, and have been a dedicated listener ever since. Something that struck me right away is how much the show reminds me of when my bandmates and I get together to write a set list, which consists mostly of trying to make each other laugh with a small portion of time dedicated to the actual task at hand. Well, and snacks, of course. (laughs) Now, what I like to do, if I can, is to add the new episode to my playback queue without looking at the title. That way, when the song is announced during the show, it's like a little surprise, and that's nice for a Monday. Mm. So, Andy, Nick, Chris, and extended Pot of Thunder family, congratulations on 10 years and 500 shows. As long as you keep talking, I'll keep listening. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Dana. Yeah, that very was sweet nice. to hear. He's, he's much better at this than we yeah, are. Yeah, he should be running a show <laughs> with that voice. Yeah, right? Yeah. Everybody sounds better than us. Yeah. Uh, we have the, we're the wiener voices. We're the wieners of, oh, great. <laughs> of the podcast world. Yeah, but uh, that is the one kind of flaw that, uh, they, well, actually, there's a million flaws with the show. What am I talking about? But <laughs> maybe the biggest one is the fact that, like, the name of the song is in the title, so people see it immediately. Yeah. Like, I'm not really sure how, how you would go about doing what Dana describes it, to, which is not looking at it, just hitting play on it. But yeah. I don't really know a way around that other than 
just to assign a number to it, but then it wouldn't draw anybody in. So yeah, it's It's a tough one to deal with, but that's cool that he does that because ideally it would be, you know, suspenseful, suspenseful, uh, for everyone. And now it's, uh, suspenseful for our, you know, tier four, tier four and five or tier one and two patrons who, Mm -hmm. When they join us on uh, with the lurker access, they're listening in like uh, real time, and so they discover the song as we do. So there's a little element of that that you get as a patron. Otherwise, you approach it like uh, Dana does. But uh, yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. Always uh, appreciate that comparison. To, you know, me and my fr- it reminds me of me and my friends sitting around bullshitting about music because it's just basically what we're doing just got these blue microphones in front of us and beaming it out to the world so Uh, speaking of relieving the suspense Mm -hmm. from last week from last week all right we've got we've got to really just uh we've got to tell people what the what the drum intro leads to Mm. i don't think anybody really knows did you think they know but they think they know i had a, a couple of people send me messages could, they couldn't have been more wrong. Did you send me the answer? Yeah. Because I'm just going to tell you what I see. I see from last week you sent me. Yes. Intro, or I'm sorry, uh, answer one, clue two. We played those. And then this folder I got is clue three, answer three. <laughs> and then clue four, answer four. Well... <laughs> I don't believe there's an answer for two. I guess there's more suspense. <laughs> I don't think you sent it to uh, me. Did I blow it? You sent me three, four. <laughs> did you label it wrong by chance? Or no, no, I probably just no. forgot to send the one. You don't have it on your phone, do you? <sighs> Let's see here. Somehow, magically. I, I think I... The segment's having trouble getting up <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can we can add it in later, but I don't know if, if That's gonna, we don't get to react. You to can it. play Clue Three, and then we do two reveals next week. Yeah, we can do that. Let's do that. Would you like to do that? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So just uh, for reference, just one more time, <laughs> Clue. There's a lot of clips going out. <laughs> there are a lately. lot going back and forth. Yeah. Clue Two from last week, which is once more. Oh, we never named the segment. We had some ideas. Yeah, we're, we're what was it called? Rhythmic slapping. Rhythmic slapping. I, probably oh, so. That's probably got to be it. So the rhythmic slapping drum intro of the week. So that was from last week. To guess on social media, see what it is. Nobody knows. No, nobody's guessed it right. All right, so we would reveal that now, but we're going to do that next week. We're going to give you a double, and then uh, this week's rhythmic slapping drum intro. What is it? Okay. okay. Mm. A little bit less. Yeah, it's getting a little familiar. difficult. Yeah. Of course, they've. The first one was difficult because everybody got it wrong, and Nick's yeah. suggesting that everybody's wrong about the second one too. So. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, it doesn't even exist. <laughs> the second one. There's no song. <laughs> what are you talking oh, about? Drum intro game. There wasn't one. You yeah. fools. Maybe we'll make it up. Well, next well week. yeah. There'll so we got two for next. There'll week. be a double next week. Okay. My apologies to everybody. It's all right. I have it. I just don't have it now. Yeah, and it would be weird to just add it in later. Yeah. Because it's like, 
you, know, you can't all, have it until next week. Sorry. It's okay. Nobody's mad at you, Nick. It's okay. All right. One more. Are you ready? Yards of questions. Motherfucker, I give them! Sing away. Yes, chief. Yes. Welcome to Nick's favorite segment from the program. Yes. The Yardo Questions, where you, the listener, sends us not one, not two, but three questions. Go to potofthunder.com, click that little widget, send them away. Got a mailbox full of them, but kind of pick them at random. Some current ones, some older ones. And I like the look of this yard that I have before me today. This comes to us from Mitchell J. Fox. Good one. You don't think it's real name? I think it's real. I'm going real. You don't think there's you don't think any of it's real? Or do you think there's no J? I don't know. I'm I'm not familiar with the name on social media, but entirely possible that all right. Hi, Mitchell. How are you? Thanks for sending these. Let's see. What do you say? He says, love the show, yada, yada, yada. Right to the questions. One, what's your opinion on political signs on people's lawns and cars? I find them annoying as hell. Do these people think they're actually influencing others' voting choices? Hmm. That's going to be uh, coming up. What? When when does that all start kicking in? I mean, for presidential. For the presidential. I mean, I know the elections I mean, next it, November, but it like, already has. Yeah. Yeah. The, the campaigning and well, stuff. The primaries start shortly after the first of the year, so that's when you might start seeing some of these things. But uh, in general, I just I, I I don't understand rallying around any politician. It's mm-hmm. like to the point where you're advertising your allegiance to that person on your car or on your uh, front lawn. It's just, okay, you know, I, I'm going to pick one of these people, I'm going to vote for them, and that's going to be that. But, like, to be to, to, to like be excited about them or think they care about you is just misguided, in my opinion. Nicholas? Um, yeah, I wish it was here everybody just a week before the election would get a piece of paper mailed to them here are the issues here's where each guy stands on it vote for who yeah you would like based on what they're planning to do um yeah they don't make it easy for you it's it's way way too drawn out the whole the whole campaign it just i mean it's The campaign started right after the previous election, basically. Yeah, next day. Yeah, and it's, you know, people people need to, to detox from that after a while. Yeah. It's just too much. It can make you crazy. Um, as far as putting the signs up, it seems like for the most part, it's like, it, it seems to be for the purpose of the people who agree, and they're going to drive by and be like, 
you know, yeah. pump their fists. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, that that seems to be the pr- mostly what the function is. And also to put it up to piss off the opposition, too. That's like, true. That's part of it, right? Part of it, too. And it's like, I, I also, just the way the, certainly in this country, the way everything's so divided uh, lately, really has been since 2000, but. Yeah. And how uh, worked up people get. It's like, you really want to put that shit on your car? Have somebody bust out your windows or right. piss in your gas tank or slash your tires or just go down you you really want your vehicle fucked with just because you wanted to announce to the world which political candidate you supported i don't see the i don't see the wisdom in that at all i'm sure that does happen right i'd I'd be surprised if it didn't yeah yeah it it seems like it's a new phenomenon but and I'm not a historian by any means, but from what I remember hearing or reading in the past, Jefferson Adams' uh, election was highly contested and controversial. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, and then they say what it was uh, Quincy Adams and uh, Andrew Jackson was like the most vicious campaign ever. And so it, it's really, there's nothing new really going on. Right. Yeah. It, it feels that way, but it's not. I just feel that they've made more people, more regular people care. Yeah, and it's, is that social media? Maybe. Yeah. It's or are they just media. becoming more TV. effective at uh, scaring people? I don't know. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's it it just it goes on way too long. Yeah. Well, people should care about elections and voting, but to the point where you're like putting on a fucking styrofoam hat and going to the fucking convention and blowing <laughs> horns and waving like, uh, you know ribbons around would you in a million years go to a fucking political convention i don't know what it would take for me to show up who would have to be running one of you two i don't know it would never happen <laughs> yeah, it would, yeah it would never happen well I, I have a buddy who ran for office local office uh like Getting close to thirty years well, now, and and you I want to say who it is. I could say it. It's our buddy Steve. Yeah, he was on the show yeah, once. Yeah, one of our you know good buddies. And uh, my my thing I always told him because I I would never vote years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not voting. Like I'm just not gonna do it. Um, and he would be like, Come on, man, you gotta vote. And I'd say, You know what? I'll vote if you run again, mm-hmm. so I can vote for your opponent. <laughs> So that was funny. that was my snarky little line to that. Not bad. Uh, I just vote for whoever who seems like the biggest loser on the ticket, <laughs> just to make them feel better. And then you tell them afterwards, hey man, dude, I voted. I, for I had your back. Yeah, it's gonna help you out. Hope it comes back to me at some point. Oh man. Ah, <laughs> well, this is kind of in the same vein. Uh, question two, same with bumper stickers, like the ones that say coexist, or worse, those salt life stickers. Though not sure how many you'd see in the Midwest, on the East Coast, they're everywhere. Oh, Me- we see them. They're here. Meanwhile, one of the owners got arrested for murder. Is that right? I didn't know that. What is that? I, 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 is it a surfing company, or what? My assumption was that it was surfing, but I've never looked it up. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw that, like when I was a... I don't know, younger man. I thought it said slut life. 
I always and I was like, that can't that. say slut. What is that? So what is it? See, that would be a good tagline for a pizza hut <laughs> if you go down to pizza slut. <laughs> hut life would be another one. Yeah, that's not dirty enough. No, you're right. It's got to be slut life. Slut life. So it's uh, it's like a yeah, like surf and uh, boating. Boat culture, well, you know, surfing. You know how I feel about boating. But, you know. it's, it's always been, like, for whatever reason, those, like, sort of niche uh, companies and industries just sort of latch on, like the Von Dutch trucker hats and the, uh, you know, Ron John surf shop that you'd see in somebody in fucking Montana wearing one, yeah. you know. It's just the latest in those things. But yeah, the coexists bumper stickers, such horseshit, you know. It's like, and I've said it before on the show, I'm sure, but uh, you know, the person with the coexists bumper sticker, you really think they want to coexist with the Ku Klux Klansmen down the street? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, maybe they don't want to coexist with anybody who doesn't share their worldview. Yeah, I don't know anybody who has one, but I assume that's what it is, right? Well, you know, it's, it's coexisting and tolerance, you know, it's easier said than done because to really practice those things, you have to coexist and tolerate somebody that you absolutely despise. And no, most, most, if not all, people are simply not capable of that. <laughs> I've got heaps of that in me. Of what? I'm able to do that of better tolerance. than anyone. Yeah, I think I'm able no. to get along. I'm not saying with people I despise, but I'm able to get along with uh, people who would despise each other. If that makes sense. I think so. Andy plays both sides of the fence. Oh right? my god, every day. Andy's a he's a well. What are you? What are you? America's? Uh, no, your buddy Andy, right? Yep, yep. So that's your gimmick. Yep. Everybody's he's, buddy. He's your buddy. Yeah. It's not a bad way to go about it, though. Because ultimately, I don't care. Yeah. So I don't give a fuck about politics or how much money somebody makes or what their job is. Yeah. You know, I just, what, 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 what are you interested in? What do you like to do for fun? Yeah, if I could get along with somebody based on some kind of humor or whatever, I don't care about that. That's where... And that's all interaction should start with that. What do you like to do for fun? Put, yeah. put all the other bullshit aside, and you know, don't play into the the end game of of getting all riled up and separated and irritated with people. What do you like to do for fun? What yeah. do you enjoy? Yeah. See if we can find some common ground there. And even if there is no common ground, if you can uh, make it sound entertaining or funny when you tell me stories about it, I'm in. Exactly. Yeah, you, you could be the king of the lemon party, but if you can tell me, <laughs> there's no, there's no, no king. there's no such title. It's, no, <laughs> you know, if you've got a a unique way of sharing that information, I'll sit down at lunch with you. You could we could break bread and talk about that. Mm. What was it? Was there a second question? That was it. That was oh, it. That it was, was just it. Okay. bumper stickers. What do you think? about uh, bumper stickers that make some kind of either political or social okay what have you uh 
Yeah, I think it was. I think we covered it. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Yeah, we I didn't. Just, we didn't cover the uh, the random person who has a bumper sticker that says "choke a bitch." <laughs> Interesting was, to try to find some. Uh, was that one? I've seen those. Choke a bitch. Just says it's actually not even a bumper sticker. It's like those. Those uh, those like silk screen letters across the top of the rear view window. Yeah, said choke a bitch. Is that supposed to be a pair like a play on some? Other I don't know. F- or is it just saying? I have no idea. Yeah. But well, you know who made that f- uh, phrase famous? <laughs> Tying it all back together. Wayne, Wayne Brady. Brady. There you go. That's right. Yeah. So maybe it's just a Wayne Brady fan. Maybe that's the way of letting someone know that you're a pansexual. If you put a choke a bitch sticker. Oh, that's a salt life as if you're a surfer or whatever yeah. it is, a beach goer. Choke a bitch as you're a, a pansexual. That's yeah. a long trail to follow to get there though. What about what was that one that we saw the other day? It was a damn ho. <laughs> Yeah, that was D A Y U M M M H O E. It's it's unbelievable that the <laughs> what people like are how, are willing to uh, brand on themselves. Yeah, how they express themselves. Yeah, because you're somewhat public. vulnerable in a vehicle as you're going down the road. Yeah, like well, if, you, if you're if you have something on your car like that. If you, again, if you have something on your car that somebody doesn't agree with and it's parked on the street, what's gonna, what's to stop them from kicking out your window or slashing your tire or, you know, if your door's unlocked, fucking pissing all over your driver's seat? It's like, do you really want to invite that kind of mayhem into your life? No. Just to make some sort of statement or get people riled up? It's ridiculous. It's stupid. Unbelievable. And then question three. Has any sign or ad or billboard actually convinced you to buy something or at least look into it? Hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, what was Alvarez? It? <clears throat> well, we know what he's about. He gives you that. <laughs> it kind of comes from the side. <laughs> he's kind of—he's almost a submarine. He's a, he's a local ad ambulance chaser who's just like you know he's angrily pointing at you and he's it's just you know and and I I love the on his billboards it just simply says injury <laughs> go with Alvarez.com. Yeah. I was gonna say that just before you mentioned wow. it but. Thankfully, I haven't had any need for his services, but if I did, he would be the first person I would call. Mm. He's smiling in some of them. He's smiling in some, frowning in others, which again is... It leads me to believe he, there's some there's some method to the madness. He's like testing yeah. about which is working and which area and stuff. You know, he's he's got the marketing dialed in, the, the, but it's you can't beat it. Injury. <laughs> yeah. Come to the chase. There, there's one, and I'm not like endorsing it or anything. I don't really, I didn't really read much on it. But there was something. I forget what the billboard said, but it was uh, like fire.org, and I'm like, what is fire.org? I saw that. And I went on it, and it's something about free speech, some kind of, some kind of political free speech sort of thing. But when it reminds me of a Super Bowl ad from I think two Super Bowls ago where it was about a minute 
and all that there was was a QR code on the screen. Didn't tell you anything. Nothing else happened. It was just a QR code, and I was sitting there on the couch being like, look at this is pretty clever. I bet a lot of people are. And then about 45 seconds go by, and I find myself getting up with my phone and getting to go see what it what is this. And I don't remember even what it was, but... Something shitty, but it was what, a good idea. Less can be more, I guess, yeah. despite what uh, Mr. Malmsteen says. More is more. More is more, but sometimes less can uh, can be more intriguing. Oh, and it, like those... Uh, those billboards on 294 i hate steven singer i've oh, seen yeah. those yeah i is that a movie or something I've, i don't I'm, know that's no, a jewelry going store to it now it's a jewelry store i had no idea so yeah. what is what is the i think the thing is like uh if i'm gonna try to guess without reading it it's like he like you hate him because uh He's got such good deals, <laughs> and your wife wants that jewelry so bad. You hate uh, you hate buying from him, but you got to do it. But if if you have to buy it, he's the guy. He's the guy. Yeah, there's a whole story here. Why hate Steven? It says <laughs> on here. <sighs> yeah, no, that's so, yeah. but that's effective marketing, you know. Well, it's like you, you're intrigued and draws you in. Yeah, he's been doing that for decades. For well, at least there, 15 there, years, probably. There's a there's an old and again I'll bring up this uh, this individual. There's an old Jack Benny thing from uh, like the 40s where it was a contest. I hate Jack Benny because and you write like a poem or something like that and they would pick a winner. Hmm. So some huge national contest. So well, everything old is new again. Yeah. Well, thank you Mitchell for your yard of questions. And like I said at the beginning. If you want to submit one, you go to potofthunder.com, click that widget, send over three questions. And uh, good news. Good news. Something was found. Right, Nick? We have the answer. We have the answer for clue two of the drum challenge. Oh, good. Okay. Somehow Nick was able to recover this uh, remotely. He got it over to me, and I've got it in our little machine here. He woke somebody up at the home office. Did you? Did you do that? I did. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. I was just kidding. But. Well, I didn't. I yeah, I did. Well, sorry, you did. No that. other way to say that. But we <laughs> yes, we have a. There's a hero in, in this episode. Okay. Well, back to where we were. Rhythmic slapping drum intro from last week. Here we go. Here's the clue, and then I will play the answer immediately after. Here we go. (laughs) Ah, man. Skin on my teeth. You got me again. Countdown to extinction. You got me again. Uh, I I don't know how you didn't get it. You know, I saw some people saying Ozzy. I don't know. Oh, you know, if you got it right. Well, see, that's the thing. People need to pick up on what this segment is all about now. I think uh, I think it's become apparent mm. what it is. And, uh, yeah, it's not what you think. Well, if you, if you got it right, go have a buttermint. If you got it wrong, <laughs> take a moment and reflect on just how much you just disappointed all of us. A nice buttermint. Have a buttermint. I think I'm at that stage of life. That sounded really Where good the, when you said that. I had a handful of them the other day. Yeah. Absolutely delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you have them at a restaurant on the way out? Um, 
No, I just happened to have some. Well, you got I, butter mints at home? I got some at home. You got butter mints at home and you didn't tell me. Terrible! <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring I'll bring some butter mints one of these days. I hope so. I don't even know what those are. Should I know what they are? Yeah, they're like those little melt. They'll they'll like, have like a at the counter uh, on your way out of a like a Greek restaurant, you know. Okay. Yeah, they'll have a spoon in there so you can scoop a few out of the bowl. Oh, I got it. Multicolored yeah, got kind it. of things. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I didn't know that's what they were called. Yeah. I thought they were just mints, but whatever. Yeah, they're those kind that are kind of not chalky, but yeah, sort no, of chalky. I know, I know what it yeah. is. Oh, yeah. That's it. The spoon uh, gave it away. Registered for me. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. okay so we'll have the answer for next week's mm. next week. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for listening. We'll be back when, Nick? Next week! French fried potatoes, garlic mashed potatoes, loaded big potato for the waffle fries on the rice. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> that was for every item listed.